Welcome to another edition of the Green Bitch Fantasy Sport. As always, that is AJ. He is the green. I am Ken. I am the bitch. And we are here to break down some of what happened here in week two and help get you prepared for week three. AJ, how are you doing, my brother? I'm good, man. Had a, I feel like I had a really good um, week two for fantasy. So, yeah, excited. Excited. Well, as good as my week was in week one in fantasy, my week two was 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 really, really rough. So, <laughs> as I told you folks, I am in five leagues this season. And last week, I went one and four. Sorry, I went four and one. I went four and one and feeling great. And this week, I went one and four. <laughs> I was only close in one of those leagues. And all the others, I got blown out because I'm pretty sure that not just me had some players that let us down this week in fantasy. But before we get to the goats, we have to we have some flowers to give out. So AJ, who is your who are your fantasy heroes for week two? Um, so personally topping my list is Aaron Jones. Uh, he helped me to secure to secure a much needed victory in one of my leagues. And uh, mind you, I have him in, in more than one. So, and after the, the egg that he laid for me in week one, I really needed um, to bounce back because if he had even given half of the numbers that, that he gave in week two in week one, I could have won that in that week as well. So I, I felt like he won me this. So thanks, Aaron. And um, yeah, so he's definitely he's definitely my um, one of. And then, in addition from my team, one an, a, another standout performer so far through the first two weeks, Tyler Lockett. Yeah, he again put up some solid points. Um, I don't even remember which league this was in. I'm sorry, but yeah, I was. Yeah, and I'm kind of really glad I, I took a chance with Tyler. I I knew there was there was some other drafts that I was trying to target him and ended up losing out, but got him in one of them, and he has repaid my faith in both weeks so far. So, yeah, um, for week two is Aaron Jones and Tyler Lockett at the top of my list. Obviously, there are others, but just the ones that did it for me. Yeah, those two guys. Uh, well. As for the purposes of our show, you know, we always, I always say that we, we try to use our um, show league for mm. reference. My team had one hero, <laughs> one hero this week, and that is one Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup gave me 40 fantasy points with a line of nine receptions, 163 yards, and two touchdowns. That fantasy um, factory that they have over with the Los Angeles Rams. If you have Matthew Stafford, he was also pretty good. 278 and two touchdowns. But, of course, when we, we step outside of who was just on my team and look at the top performers for this fantasy so far, Kyler Murray, he is on an absolute tear. Kyler Murray has 400 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, along with 31 yards rushing and one touchdown this week 
alone. So far for the season, Kyler Murray is the top performing quarterback with 689 yards, seven touchdowns, as well as 51 yards rushing and two touchdowns. So anyone who has Kyler Murray on their squad right now has to be feeling pretty good. Patrick Mahomes is second, Tom Brady, he is third, 655 yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions, six yards rushing, but you're not expecting any kind of rushing to come from one Thomas Brady. Well, Lamar Jackson, he is the, so far he's the rushing champ in the quarterbacks with 193, 193 yards on the ground and two touchdowns to go 474 yards passing, two touchdowns and two interceptions. So when I look at like some of these names for the quarterbacks, it does it really does not surprise me at all. Derek Henry, he had a huge bounce back game this week. In standard scoring, Derek Henry put up 47.7 points, 182 yards, three touchdowns, along with six rush, six receptions, sorry, and 55 yards. And in our league, he gave you 54 points. So for sure, this week, when it came to the running backs, he and Aaron Jones, as you just may mention, those were the two biggest performers for that position. I mean, I, I should have mentioned as well. I do have I do have Jones in, in this league, in our league. So he I, I was behind by a good few, but I have him and um and TJ Hawkinson that played both last night. So together that was like a total of like 65, 63, 60, yeah, yeah, 63 points. Yeah, 63 points between the two of them. That <laughs> helped me come from about 30 something down. Um, to get my first win in this league, so now I'm one on one. Yep, and just so that we keep the, the folks up to date with what is happening in our show league. Last week, I'm just trying to get the page to cooperate. We well, had... let me also add, right? If sure, you remember right. at the end of at the end of last week, I said that a sleeper would be for to, for a start last week would be Mike Williams, right? Yes. Mike Williams once again had a really good year. I mean, and I said sleeper in 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 terms of like because Williams is one of those receivers that in if you play fantasy enough throughout the years, you know that he could have this one breakout game for the season and then the rest are absolute duds. But looking at 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 his place in this offense now, it seems like he's becoming like a, a really um favorite target. Obviously, not more than Keenan Allen, but with, um, behind Keenan Allen of, of Justin Herbert. And he is getting a lot of attention. And he did again in week two. Um, I don't even think he's on a, he's rostered in our league. No, Mike Williams is actually free. Mike Williams is actually free in our league. I, I don't know why I'm telling you this. We're in the same league. But anyway, <laughs> you know, he had nice. So he had seven receptions of 10 targets for 91 yards, another touchdown. 22 points. Well, this is in, I'm sorry, this is in uh, PPR. But it was the same as his total from week two. Mike Evans and uh, Mike, not Mike Evans, Mike Williams is looking like a, a good fantasy option to have in your team right now. And in terms of the um, the standard scoring, he's actually in, where did I just see his name? Yeah, he was he top 10. He's running off the top 10 in terms of wide receiver scoring. 
Yes. Um, the stand, you know, the standard scoring is going to be a little bit lower, but yeah, after uh, he's yeah running off the top ten in terms of like some of the other names. But we'll get into that a bit later. Yeah. So this week in the Green Beach Fantasy Football League, the Alberta Tyrant took down the Beach Bombers 171.5 points to 150 points. The London Learners, they beat Team Burks 163 to 152. Kawhi Knott, they took down the Long Bay Bayonets 178.5 to 160. Team Club Sheshe got their first win of the season, 156 over Denver Ravens Revenge, 141. And your Ad Hawkinson took no Eckler and Cock, 131, losing to 165 and a half. So at this point, when we look at the standings, we have the Beige Bombers, Long Bay Bayonets, Alberta Tyrant, and Kawhi Not. They're all tied on one and one. Wow. Team Burks is unfortunately winless, so they are bringing up the rear. Over on the western side, that was the east first. On the west, London Learners. Well, apparently they're learning pretty quick because they have two and oh, they're the only undefeated team in the league so far. And then everyone else is one and one. Team Clib Sheshe, Denver Ravens Revenge, Eckler and Koch, and Ad Hawkinson. So things are tight. <laughs> things are tight two weeks in. Yeah. Majority of the league is one and one. Yes. Close, yeah. Yep. Only one undefeated team, only one winless team. And of course, week three is probably going to skin this entire table up on its head. Now, AJ, you made mention just now of a sleeper that was Mike Williams. He was definitely a surprise. When I'm looking at this list, I don't think there's a bigger surprise so far to the fantasy season than Brandon Cooks. Because Brandon Cooks, especially being coupled with a quarterback who is considered to be risk-averse, like Tyrod Taylor, you would not expect that the burner Brandon Cooks, the deep threat Brandon Cooks would be a top fantasy performer so far. But Brandon Cooks, this season, has started scoring. He had 22.8 points, um, which was good enough for if nine receptions, 78 yards, one touchdown. And I am not even sure if he is available in our league, but that is a... Nah, he's on. He's rostered some. I, I'm not sure who the team is, but he's rostered. Yes, he... Yeah, he is he is rostered and he had 22 and a half points mm-hmm. um for week two. So whoever has him there in good standing with him. And then in the tight end possession position, sorry. Well, there's no surprise. Travis Kelsey was definitely the best performer this week. Seven receptions for 109 yards and a touchdown. Gronk continues to baffle me every week with Two mm-hmm. touchdowns, four receptions, 39 yards. Robert Tunyon, he had a good game. It was good to see him come to the fore because he had me a little concerned after last week. But then again, everybody in the Green Bay offense might have had some people concerned. Three receptions, 52 yards, one touchdown last night. Well, when I say last night, 
again, this is where we have to remind the viewers, we are recording this on Tuesday. You're seeing this on Thursday. So don't be surprised if we slip and say last night once or twice. Now, AJ, the goats. And this is, this for, for me, who had gone one and four this week, this is where I got a lot to say. You see, my guys, my seats, just like how the Green Bay Packers weren't very good in week one, my Saints were equally putrid in week two. Mm. Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara gave me five rushing yards. Five rushing yards. He was slated to do, to have 20.3 points, according to our projections in our league for this week. Alvin Kamara, eight rushes, five yards, four receptions on six targets, 25 yards. A grand total of 7.5 points. <laughs> if you want to see where I lost the majority of my week, Alvin Kamara, sir, you did that yeah. to me. You owe me. <laughs> and yeah. then James no. Winston, for those who had him, he was on my bench. James Winston was 111 yards, two interceptions, one rushing touchdown. That rushing touchdown saved his day completely because he gave me 20 points on my bench. Mm-hmm. And for those who would have started him, I'm pretty sure that you were, you were in the same position I am in this week where we lost. Because my Saints let us all down. They let the whole, in the words of Oliver Queen, they have failed this city. AJ, who are your goats this week? So the number one that that I was coming in here to vent about, and I actually, I, I don't even know how I feel now about drafting him, is Clyde edwards Zilair. I look. I, I really thought that he was primed to have the kind of season where Kansas City was going to put the ball in his hands a bit more because he was fairly decent last year, right? Mm-hmm. And and they got rid of um, Damian Williams because I think they, they kept Darrell, but they got rid of Damian Williams, who is, I believe, in Chicago or some... Yes, he's not, in Chicago. Chicago, right? I know some team wearing blue. In any case, so I'm like, all right, so they're really clearing the way for this to be Edwards Hilaire in, in that backfield. And it, it seems that I, I could not be more wrong. The ball is staying in Patrick Mahomes' hand more than often right now. Uh, and he's not, and he, he's not even, he's never been a huge part of the passing game. So if, if the ball is on the ground, he is absolutely useless. This man gave me 46 yards on the ground and the fumble, right? <laughs> to, for a grand total, a grand total of three and a half points. So like I tell you, like, I, I was I was in a hole um, going into Monday night's game. I, I I did have Aaron Jones and and TJ Hawkinson to play, but I I wasn't I wasn't uh, like too I wasn't trying to, to to get myself too worked up thinking that I would get um, as much points as I needed because I know there's like I was not expecting three and a half points from Edwards Hilaire, and he did absolutely nothing in week one as well. So that kind of really. That really threw me off. And I'm at the point now where I don't know if I want to persist with him for the entire season. But that's another discussion. Uh, I don't think there's anyone, there's no one else. Like, my bench was, there's no one really on the bench. Um, 
Yeah, I started TJ. My backup, my backup tight end is Robert Tonyan. Still got a decent um, two receptions, 52 yards and a touchdown for 14 points. But obviously, I'm not starting him over TJ Hawkinson. So uh, I, did, <laughs> I did have two, no, sorry, one receiver on my bench. I'm not sorry. No, it is two. Both of the receivers on my bench outperformed my starting receivers. Started Stefan Diggs, 16 points. Saved, saved by a touchdown because he had four receptions for 60 yards. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase decided to give him the benefit of the doubt again this week. Maybe I shouldn't have. Um, but hey, two receptions, 54 yards and a touchdown. Again, saved by the touchdown. 13 points, Ken. Meanwhile, I've caught in Sutton with 27 and a half on my bench. And right next to him, DJ Moore from Carolina. A good 21 and a half. Uh, Look, if if I didn't win this week, right, I would be pressed. (laughs) Because I had so many points accumulated on my bench. And then, like I said, this Edwards Elias situation is, is... It is is really getting to me. It's two weeks in and I I, want to trade this guy. Yeah, that's one of the things that we as um, fantasy managers, we have to start thinking about. Because (laughs) sometimes it's it's not like sell high, buy low. If if you're looking at players and you're seeing deficiencies in your own squad, and maybe there's a player out there that can can probably bolster that, that deficiency. Now, obviously, no one was going to trade Derrick Henry after laying an egg last week. And you will probably have to give up everybody on your team to yeah. get him this week <laughs> after that production that he made this yeah, week just gone. Much. However, there are you, one thing that you can always do is you can look and see what deficiencies your team has and where your team is strong. And you can then look at your opponents and look at your other managers and see, okay, maybe this guy, he has a strength here but he has the deficiency in which I am strong. So maybe we can work something out. I can give him somebody, maybe not my number one, because I'm not going to get his number one, but maybe I can I can make something happen and, and get some help for my team. And you can be sure that at this point, I'm still trying my best to hold on to what I did in the draft because I came out of my drafts thinking that I did a pretty good job. But I'm one-on-one in every single league and it got blown out in most of the matchups this week. And most of that I do know is because a lot of the guys I had selected had down weeks. So I'm going down the list of my team. Mm -hmm. I've only had maybe, if I'm being generous, three three good performances in my entire squad. Starters and bench. Matthew mm. Stafford, 44 and a half. Cooper Cup, 40. Najee Harris, 19 and a half. After that is Alvin Kamara, 7.5. Alan Robinson, 10. Darren Waller, 11.5. Matt Gay, 9. So 9 for a kicker is not bad. 9 for a kicker is, is, is a solid production. Mm-hmm. Logan Cook, 4 points, 8 points. One punt inside the 20. <laughs> Adam Thielen, 15 and a half. Kareem Hunt, seven. Seven. Yeah. My oh, backup yeah. running back gave me seven. 
My star gave me seven and a half. So clearly I picked the right one. <laughs> Mike Davis from Atlanta, 13 and a half. Corey Davis, 2.5. Two receptions, eight yards. I mean, when you take into consideration that his quarterback is throwing the ball to the other team most of the time, <laughs> then maybe that is to be expected. Yeah. Melvin Gordon, the third, 9.5 points. After running all over the Giants in week one, he gives me 31 yards. Tell me why I trust that one. And then Austin Hooper from the Cleveland Browns. It is my fault, though, for picking a Brown that is a pass catcher. Nine points. And then Jameis for 20. So we, I had a rough week. I had a really bad week this week. And to help you guys not have such a bad week heading into next week, now we're going to get into this week's injury report. And this week, our injury report does have a lot of things that matter because we have some quarterbacks who are down. We have some who are definitely out. And this will have some direct fantasy consequences as well. So, AJ, first up, Tyrod Taylor. He has a hamstring injury. We know for sure he is not playing this week. So when you look at Davis Mills and the Texans, Davis Mills is now the quarterback coming in. What? How do you feel going forward about the Texans and their, and their players for fantasy? So apparently Davis Mills has taken some snaps this season already, like eight or something like that. Um, I didn't see them because nobody watching the Texans. Um, I'm pretty sure there's probably footage out there somewhere. However, I'm saying this to say I, I don't know what he can do or how he throws the ball, or, you know. But what I do know for sure is that going into this week where he is actually going to be the starting quarterback, until I see, like, mind you, I do not have any Houston um, offensive player in any of my teams. <laughs> I drafted David Johnson on a fly and, like, dropped him after the first week or something like that. Um but with regards to, so we're speaking about Brandon Cook, who's actually ranked eighth in, in NFL fantasy. Um, he's had two pretty solid weeks. I am going to, if I had Brandon Cooks, though, I would fade him in every single format this week until I see what Davis Mills can do. And mind you, un, unless, unless it is that you do not, you absolutely do not have someone better on your bench, if you can avoid playing Brandon Cooks for right now, because you know what he is, he's he's a he's a deep threat, so that's why he racks up so many, um, so much yardage. In the first week, I'm pretty sure he had a big throw. Uh, he had like 130 something yards. I, again, we I, we don't know if Davis if, if Davis Mills has that type of arm talent to be able to find cooks down the field. And um, I can't even tell you I, I'm familiar with whoever everyone else in that offense. But I know looking at the game in week two. I was looking through some of the stats and Cooks is by far, was by far Tyro Taylor, Tyro Taylor's favorite in that offense, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't see, I, I don't know if that's going to translate directly until Davis Mills, but like I said, that, that is a main, that is a main with, with Tyrod out, Tyrod out, that is a main concern right now. Brandon Cooks production, fade him in week three until you know exactly what you get from Davis Mills. So you you talked about the wide receiver, but also the running backs. Now, Tyrod Taylor was, you know, a guy that believed in the check down. He will take the check down mm -hmm. if it's there, especially if the guys down the field are not open. 
So last week we saw a good touchdown um, catch and run from um, the guy that left here in Denver and went to Houston. And I can see his face. Yes, Philip Lindsay. Yes, Philip Lindsay, he had a good catch and run. No, maybe Lindsay becomes a flex play, someone that you can probably take on a flyer because he is active in the passing game. And Davis Mills may have to look close to you know the line of scrimmage because nothing really is going to be open for him down the field. But it is an extreme risk to take with anybody from Houston especially this week. We need to see something from Davis Mills first before we start putting our faith in any of those Houston Texans. Another quarterback who is dealing with injuries and may or may not play is Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, he has sprains in both ankles. And if you saw our episode yesterday, we we spoke a little bit about sort of bits, bits. So... Yeah, when I when I look at Carson Wentz, especially for the, the the potential that he is most likely not going to play this week, and Jacob Eason is his backup, who came in and promptly threw an interception, <laughs> I am probably going to fade all wide receivers with the Colts. The Colts do not have the worst matchup this week with the Titans because the Titans defense has been porous again this season but when you when you take into consideration that there's a huge unknown when it comes to the quarterback then anybody catching passes from the quarterback is probably something that you want to stay away from at this point that does also have fantasy implications for the running backs because if you do not expect the team to be able to throw the ball, then you are going to stack the box to try to force them to throw the ball. So people like Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines, Marlon Mack, you guys may be good sit candidates this week if there are better options available on your bench. Oh, I, I should have added as well, the Texans matchup this week is against the Panthers. And as I mentioned yesterday on the Greenville show, in terms of the, the Panthers right now are ranking number one in terms of points given up, right? And well, the average over the first two games. So it's going to be a tough matchup in that secondary. Um, I don't think, well, your ground game was was off against them, but I don't think that your receivers did that well either, if I remember correctly. Yeah, about how how did you know? One hundred and eleven points. So that would tell you how good they did. Yeah. So yeah, I, that and another reason why week three is, is to cool expectations. If you have to start cooks, just cool expectations on them. But if you can, fit in. Yeah. Another quarterback who's hurt is Baker Mayfield. He had a shoulder injury causing him to leave the field at one point during the game, but he did return and he did finish the game. So, AJ, that's your boy. What should we be thinking about these brownies and Baker with this potential injury? Um, I'm seeing so far positive news about Baker, you know, so I'm not too worried as yet. And the thing is with... um. With Juice going on the IR, 
Jarvis Landry going to heading to IR. To be honest, he didn't even play a huge part. He had one catch in in week two against Houston, um, one for nine yards. Don't think he did any rushing, no. So he wasn't like hugely influential in the offense. And as you were mentioning before, there is a lot a, a lot of that ball has been going around. Um, the question is, would, would BJB coming back? And I think that would have a lot more, a, a greater implication on, on what happens with the other receivers in this team. But I, 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 I didn't before. I, I, I drafted Austin Hooper in, I think, is it? No, you have Hooper in this league. Sorry. So I'm thinking about another league. Um, but either way, I only, have, I only take Austin Hooper as a backup um, quarterback to, to fill in when my starter is on his bye week. So... I'm saying that to say I don't have, I haven't had much faith in in anybody from this receiving core, um, whether it be tight end or wide receiver uh, of that Cleveland team. So whether Baker is on the field or not, I don't think that don't think that any of them are worthy of fantasy consideration on a weekly basis. It might be the matchup, you never know, but it definitely ain't it this week. Agreed, agreed. I like that you. I pick Austin Hooper just as a backup stash. Hope that he give me something when I have a boy week for my incumbent, who is Darren Waller of the Raiders, and his quarterback is also dealing with an injury. Mm. Derek Carr. They are saying that they expect that he well. John Gruden is saying that he believes that Carr will play this week, but of course that is coaches speak. He can say whatever he wants. I'm a little concerned. I'm, well, I'm very concerned if yeah. Derek Carr cannot play this week. Derek Carr has been a standout so far in fantasy. He has been one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy so far. He, on yes, not ESPN, on NFL, he is the eighth-ranked quarterback in fantasy thus far. And in terms of the top 10, and probably for the entire league, yes, actually, for the entire league, he has the most passing yards. He has 817 passing yards this season in two weeks. So if he is not there, then everybody in the Raiders takes us a massive hit. Um, I have Darren Waller, as I said just now, and I'm very, very scared <laughs> if if Derek Carr can't play because we know that his backup is also already on IR, that being Marcus Mariota. That leaves Nathan Peterman. And nobody is trusting the arm of Nathan Peterman to do anything good. So, yeah, I, I, I'm fading some Raiders if I see that Carr is out. What, what, what I would say to that, right, is... is... Because you may find Waller doing more intermediate roles, I I feel like you could still take the chance on Waller because he is that good. Uh, I, he he may he may actually present a viable option to Peterman because again, it's not that I have faith in Peterman. I just have more faith in Darren Waller to to still give some level of production. Who I would fear from the offense is Henry Ruggs, if if it if in fact it is um, Peterman that that is playing. But I don't know Waller's. Is it is kind of hard to say you're gonna bench Darren Waller. Like I, I, I would have I would have to see an absolute dip and know that, yeah, well, Peterman cannot get this ball to this guy. 
uh, you know, and 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 the um the opposing defense is taking him out of the game completely. Like oh, I I would almost almost have to see it two weeks in a row for me to bench Waller. I I, I would still play Waller just just because. Mm-hmm. But Henry Ruggs, nah, faded. <laughs> well, I have no choice but to start Waller because my option is Austin Hooper. Austin so, Hooper. And we have to ride with Waller. And, and, you, see, and you see, that's the thing. In most cases, if you drafted Waller, your number two is probably like there's probably a bigger disparity in between Waller and, and whoever is your backup um, tight end. So it, it yeah, it's, it's Waller is still he's still too good to to, to just bench. Oh, but yeah, if I you didn't it. if you didn't get one of the top four tight ends in fantasy, there's a massive. Well, sorry, if you got one of the top four tight ends in fantasy, there's a massive gap between him and whoever your backup is. And yeah. if you didn't get one of the top four tight ends in fantasy, and there's not a big gap between who is your number one or your number two, chances are that means that your number one and the guy that you wanted to be your number one. So tight end is one of those feast and famine positions. Now, AJ, before we get over here, we, we just kind of talked about guys that you should sit. Now, who are guys, especially maybe based on matchup or opportunity, that we should consider starting this week? Um, sorry, I think this stuff reloaded. I was just looking at my team specifically to see what... Um, yeah, because in my team, I... I had DJ Moore on the bench last week. I, I most likely DJ is going to head back into my lineup. And Jamar Chase is coming out. I don't trust Jamar Chase against the Pittsburgh defense, but I do have faith in DJ against um, Houston's defense. It has not been good so far for the season, especially that secondary. So I'm going to take the risk on him. I can guarantee you. Court- Courtland and and Portland and I don't know. Like I'm, I'm debating. I'm debating based on this matchup because the the Jets actually. Who did the Jets? The Jets had us last week, and mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, it's not like we have any top receivers in any case. So that's not a good metric to judge it by. But I think that their secondary was actually, um, it was actually fairly competent in dealing with receivers, and I, I, I don't think they take Sutton out of the game completely. But I feel like. In my case, like I have more to gain starting DJ more. So yeah, I mean, look, if you have DJ, I think he would be, yeah, he would be a good look for this week. Now I'm looking at my squad at the players I have, and I'm pretty set on my starting lineup, but somebody that I'm considering starting this week is Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. Um Adam Thielen. He is currently on my bench, but he is 15.4 points projected. And then I have Alan Robinson at 15.9. I'm not starting Alan Robinson with potentially Justin Fields on his first start. Hmm. When there is a potential shootout between Seattle and Minnesota. Because <laughs> yeah. while Minnesota likes to run the ball, Thielen still gets a lot of work. And while he gets a lot of work, he is, is he and Justin Jefferson as the two main receiving threats. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's no real, Irv Smith, the tight end, he's done for the year. So there's opportunity I mean, there. Him, I guess I, I haven't seen anything about him, so I guess he's not, he hasn't he's not featuring. at all. 
No, he isn't featuring. So then the potential there is that I'm going to most likely start feeling over Robinson mm-hmm. for for this week coming. There's no right now. I'm just going through some of the other teams to see some names and see if maybe this might be a good person to start. No, you said that you wouldn't trust Jamar Chase this week. And Jamar Chase hasn't earned the trust over the first two weeks. But see T. Higgins, T. Higgins has been getting quite a lot of work in that offense Mm -hmm. for the Bengals. And they are going to have to throw the ball because the run defense of Pittsburgh has been relatively stout. You can't get after their corners. You can't get after the secondary. So T. Higgins could be, he could be somebody that depending on what you have going on, he may be someone worth a flyer on. Daniel Jones, quarterback for the um, the New York football Giants. If you don't trust your starter, he is going up against the Falcons and the Falcons defense has been abysmal. Yeah, yeah. He is a great guy. He is a great guy to pick up and play this week if you have him. Yeah, also also looking at also looking at Team Shea Shea, but uh nah, he he has a couple of good ones. Like at, at this point, like no one sits Hopkins and no one sits DeAndre and then Tyler Lockett, as you said, and you just mentioned the shootout. So that's a good pairing to start. But um I was I was looking at, at his bench. He has Robbie Anderson on the bench. Again, someone from Carolina could, could be very useful, especially Robbie Anderson. And that, that um, chemistry he has, has found once again with, with um, old Sam, Sammy, Sam Darnold. So, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't uh, call him. What well, you usually yeah, call yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it almost slipped, you know. It almost slipped, but call <laughs> myself. Call myself. Yeah. But I know for Denver Ravens revenge, he's expecting Tyree Hill to do a lot better than he did last week. The Baltimore Ravens did a great job taking him out the game. Mm-hmm. He, he suffered with five and a half points, but he should definitely be back up to speed this week against the Chargers, whose secondary, well, we don't know of their secondary being a lockdown secondary like the Broncos. The Broncos have a great secondary, so anybody on the Jets. We've seen, I guess we're, what most of it would be the worst of Zach Wilson. So hopefully he should be better this week. But the Broncos defense does not inspire any any um real feelings of you know you're gonna take a risk on Wilson and the Jets. But if you have the Broncos defense, I'll probably start them because there may be a takeaway or two coming mm-hmm. your way. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair. All right, AJ. Now, looking ahead to our fantasy and the matchups that we have coming up this week, I don't think I mentioned them, so I'll just run through them very quickly. Beige Bombers, we're going up against Kawhi Knott. Long Bay Bayonets, they're hosting Team Club Sheshe. Team Burks and Alberta Tyrant, they're going up against each other. At Clarence Koch, they have the London Learners. And you, sir, you have Denver Ravens Revenge. So be a close one. Predicted to be a close one. Yep. There, there's it's going to be interesting to see how these things shape up. This yeah. week, 
as always, it is going to be exciting. I prefer to lose in a blow than lose close. So if I'm going to lose, Lord, let it be. Let me get smoked. But right now, I projected to win by um, 13 points. Of course, projections mean nothing when the games oh, oh, actually wow. get started. Yeah. All right, AJ, I think we can leave it there for the fantasy spot this week. Now, of mm -hmm. course, you guys know we have the Pick'em, which is we're going to be making our picks later today. That usually happens in the last hour before the games get going. We are both, again, going 2-1 on one this week. So for the season, we are 4-2. and two, And we will update on our, well, I will update as I make my picks with those who have been picking with us as to who is where, but I'm pretty sure nobody has gone 3-0 and oh yet for a week. But it is fun. Hopefully this week, AJ, you do not pick the same things that I pick. I'm trying not to, you know. I'm trying, trust me, I'm trying not to. Yeah, we, but I mean, this week, the games on the primetime slots are Panthers, Texans, Packers, 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys. So this, 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 well, we'll just see who you pick. I think I know who I'm picking already, but you'll have to listen out for that a little later on today. So, as always, for the Green Beige Fantasy Spot, that is AJ in the blue shirt today. He's the green. I'm in the green shirt. I'm the beige. And again, we will see you next time.